Well, it's been a year now since the announcement of that shocking discovery in Kamloops that shed new light on the horror of Canada's residential school past. I remember being at work when it was announced late that Thursday, early Friday morning, people were reacting. It caused such consternation, even though we knew about these numbers, but they've been reported before that there'd been deaths at residential schools. But this number, 215, announced by Cookby Roseanne Casimir uh, that day the former at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, uh, the remains of 215 kids, some as young as three, really hit home. Here is Cookby Casimir announcing that a year ago. This is really going to be hitting home to a lot of our people. Like these are children and, and it is devastating to, you know, be bringing this up. They were saying that from what they can tell and from the size, you know, they're as little as, you know, like potentially like three years old. I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, I'm an auntie. And, you know, and the impact that it's had on our council to be able to, you know, like going through this and knowing that, you know, we have to share this, you know, not only with our membership, but every single level. Well, that was Cookby Roseanne Casimir of the Tecumlips, uh, Tesquima, uh Nation a year ago, announcing the discovery of those 215 children, uh, the graves of, at that residential school. Well, on Monday this week, there was a somber ceremony to mark one year since the discovery, not the announcement, but the discovery. Um, the community had mourned for a traditional one-year period. Monday, they welcomed visitors from around the country, including the Prime Minister, uh, to join them in a memorial for the ones who never made it home. Uh, there were prayers. There was a sunrise ceremony. Um, Kupi Kazmir thanked the community as well and political Indigenous partners and organizations for all their support over the past year. Uh, there was also a minute of silence at 2.15 p.m. to mark the 215 graves that were found. Well, it has been a year full of uh, accomplishments, sadness, healing, uh, and certainly a lot of attention, a lot of condolences, and a lot of talk. Um, but how much action? Joining me now for more on the anniversary, the year past, and what lies ahead is to come lips Cookby, Roseanne Casimir. Thank you so much for your time tonight. For sure. Well, thank you for having me. We are dealing with, uh, I, I want to I'm going to ask you, obviously, about just the, the, the one-year anniversary and all that's happened this week, but I wanted to, to first start with, with just asking you about what's happened in Texas, because we're seeing the faces of, of small children, again, uh, who've lost their lives uh, through no doing of their own. And just as a mom and as a community leader, I was, I was wondering what, what, uh, how that impacted you. Hearing the news about what happened to the children in Texas was absolutely devastating. And to think that those children, you know, are going to live their lives to the fullest potential. And those children are not going back to the homes. And the parents are not going to have those children coming home to them. It is truly, truly devastating. And I just want to express my sincere, sincere condolences. And, you know, to everyone. And that the creator is truly with each and every single one of those family members and with those children on this next journey and their lives are cut too, too short. It's truly devastating. Imagine for, for the community too, when you've spent the last year really talking about trying to come to terms with to some extent, I know this was something that had been known within the community for a long time, but the public process of grieving for these young lives lost in your community over the many, 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 many years, uh, it must hit home when you see other children suffer the same fate. It truly hits home to see other children, you know, 
have that happen to their lives and to, you know, reflect on what happened here at the Kamos de Shwetmuk and to all First Nations right across the nation who've been impacted from residential school. Those loss of lives and those children that aren't going to be returning home is truly devastating and, you know, is definitely re-triggering and um, sincere condolences. And um, when I look at here, you know, just knowing that just one year after, um, you know, the findings that have been shared with us of the unmarked graves and, you know, how much grieving, loss, trauma, pain, tears, it's, it's devastating. So, you know, for all the families and to know that we stand with you as well and in solidarity and that we too are also grieving with you and that um, we feel that pain. You mentioned the last year and I was thinking back to when I first saw the announcement um, probably just a little less than a year ago, but you had known already for a few days that this was coming. Um, did you have any inkling that the reaction would be so, so widespread and so absolutely um, shocked, I guess would be the right word, that the people around the country were so shocked by what it is that you had found, what it is that you shared? So when we made the announcement, I had no idea. I was actually in shock myself as to what I was going to be sharing with the world and sharing with our community and sharing with all the um, communities that have been impacted from the Kellis Indian Residential School. So knowing that um, that was going to be shared, I had no idea. And all I can say is just how truly, truly appreciative, you know, I am of that solidarity and support of all those that grieved with us and all those that came up to support, you know, as during this traumatic time. And, you know, for us, it was our elders, our survivors, they've always known those truths. And for them, it was, it was like, it was the first time that people truly were hearing what was happening. And I think the, the, the biggest impact was the fact that they were children. When you look back now, I know you had the memorial or the or the the event to 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 honor the anniversary on Monday. When you look back at the past year now, uh, what have you been? What do you look back at with with happiness to some extent? And happiness is probably the wrong word. Or what do you look back at and think, I'm happy that happened. And what are you still looking back on, thinking not enough is being done? When I look back at this year, last year, you know, we we. We know that we just came here together on May 23rd, you know, to honor and to reflect this past year, the first anniversary of the Lisqueep Way. And that's what we call the missing, the children who did not come home. So for us, it was reflecting on, you know, the pain and the trauma. And for many, the impact of a Band-Aid being ripped from the old wound, you know, from so many of our elders and our survivors that are still with us. And it was also about today having that opportunity, you know, to truly start to truly, I guess, to honor and to continue giving them the dignity. And 
also looking at, you know, the reflections from the past year. And it was about expressing gratitude for all those who um, supported us along the way. And, you know, looking, you know, forward, we see all the steps that still need to take place towards healing. And that is probably the biggest one. It's healing. And all those that are wanting to be um, on those steps towards reconciliation, reconciling the past to, to now and to finally having their truths believed, and that moving forward, it's about making sure that nothing like this ever happens again. And making sure that we continue to educate others, to educate our children, and for our survivors to continue having that hope that uh, moving forward, that um, people have a better understanding and that people um, understand the real trauma, the real history that was behind the residential school system. Because there have been other discoveries throughout the year, right? I mean, the, 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 you, the, the discoveries at the Kamloops Residential School was simply the first, the beginning of, of, of the retelling of a story that was already well known, as you pointed out. These are stories that had been shared in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. But it, this is this continues. The, the pain and the healing, I suspect, continues across the country at, in different communities. The pain definitely is still continuing right across. Um, we call Turtle Island. We call Canada. We call First Nation communities that have been impacted with um, residential schools and Indian hospitals within their areas. And we know that for, you know, there are quite a few communities who've um, started to do the work to, to find answers to the children that they know that did not come home. And from their oral tellings and from their history. And so they're starting to implement many steps. And to date, we've seen many First Nations, you know, working towards those steps to find answers finances for their people. And um, we know that moving forward, there's still many communities that want to start the work and trying to figure out how to utilize the resources to ensure that they are taking and following every step moving forward with the um, uh, due diligence and the um, care and the sensitivity and the cultural protocols that are needed to um, work with their their elders and their survivors. I'm speaking with Tecumlips Kukbi, Roseanne Kazmir, uh, on what is uh, the, this week, the one-year anniversary of the announcement of the discovery of 215 uh, suspected unmarked graves of children who attended the Kamloops Residential School, and just what the last year has been like, and, and what, has, uh, what, has been, um, what has helped the healing process, and both what still needs to be done as well. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk briefly just about uh, what else needs to be done to make sure that these the healing and the searching uh, continues in terms of support from the federal government, support from Canadians in general. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm speaking with Tecumlips Cookby Roseanne Casimir uh, here on the one-year anniversary this week of an announcement that, that sent shockwaves really around the country, around the world, about the discovery of, a, of suspected 215 unmarked graves of children who attended uh, who had attended the Kamloops Residential School. Uh, Cookby Casimir, 
what needs to be done? I know there's still more searching to be done at that site. Uh, there's still more searching to be done at other uh, sites suspected around the country. Are you getting the help you need from the government? Are you getting the financing you need to make sure this happens and happens properly? Yes, we know that there is no roadmap for these steps that need to take place moving forward. And we know that we can't do this alone. And so we are you know, working with the efforts of the provincial government um, the federal government, and um, you know, we are um, you know continuing to seek you know the resources that are needed to um, support everything that needs to take place, and um, those discussions continue. Supports have been um, put forward. We have been working towards uh, more GPR work um, within our community, and I know that we're. Also working with uh, collecting the records so we can um, you know, move forward with those steps as well. You spoke this week about your hope for reconciliation, which would, which would lead one to understand that you haven't seen what, exactly what you'd like to see just yet. Uh, where does that hope lie and what do you hope happens next? So what I do hope for is, is healing for our community, healing for the um, survivors and the elders that have been impacted, and most importantly, to give dignity to um, the unmarked graves. And, you know, upon further investigation, if, if we're going to be making steps towards um, excavation and or memorialization, but it's also going to be working with the cultural protocols of each of the respective communities that have been impacted. So my hope is that... Um, we continue and we'll continue working with everyone that's involved. We will continue to honor and to nurture, but we'll also continue to um, look towards those steps towards healing. And I know for our community, you know, we've talked, we've talked with many and it is about healing and what that looks like moving forward. And there's been discussions about a healing center and what that would mean and to have that cultural sensitivity it's also about the reclamation of language and culture. And it's also, you know, a lot of other things and a lot of other steps that need to take place. And so we do know that it is going to take time. And everyone has different journeys when it comes to their healing process. And when they feel like they've reconciled their own feelings with what happened with their traumas. So we know that, for everyone, it's going to be at different times. and But, you know, for us, it's about having that hope for our children and all the future generations and that they have that hope for them and to move forward. So lots and lots of healing. Roseanne Casimir, thank you.